Hey gang, Ross Brand here for Ross and Nez, the live stream experience. In episode 19, we talk about how Snapchat is on the rise, uh, good earnings report, stock price going up, lots of new users joining the platform. In fact, uh, so much in the news has been Snapchat. Even I had to log back in after, uh, I don't know, about a year or a year and a half and check out what's going on over on the platform. Nez has been much more active on Snapchat than I have, so I thought we should get his thoughts on what's going on with the platform and also talk about the deal that Snapchat has with the Olympics to bring live content uh, on the Snapchat platform. Here it is, episode 19 of Ross and Nez, the live stream experience, talking about Snapchat and the Olympics. So what should, what should we uh, should we get into the Olympics? Yeah, so There's so I, much stuff I, going on. This is such amazing. So how many people in the comments, let me know, how many people in the comments watched that amazing drone ceremony that was put on by the Winter Olympics. If you've been living under a rock for the last, oh, I thought weeks, you meant like where you drone on and on and on. No, and that's on. my mush videos on 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 YouTube. You got to go check out the mush. <laughs> Love the mush. Push the mush. Okay. Uh, no, but we 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 have we have been, uh, you know, experiencing. I, I talked to my class. We just had a do, brand new spring semester. Those of you that don't know, I am actually a writing professor. I don't just use that name for gravitas or what have you. Um, God knows why I would. But anyway, uh, so I talked about how the Olympics were going really all in on social media. Cutting the cord has become more and more prominent in the past right. 18 months. People are streaming more and more. People are going to Fire Stick, to YouTube TV, to all sorts of different streaming services rather than cable and satellite. I myself... My family and I, we cut the cord about a year and a half ago. We love our streaming services that we use, and we, we watch YouTube. We watch all sorts of things, Netflix, what have you. Um, and the Olympics are very aware of this. The Olympics, the reason I think it's interesting to talk about this, and this relates to Snapchat too, mm -hmm. is the Winter Olympics set a world Guinness record, okay? More than 1,200 drones lit up the sky. I'm just going to read a little bit of this. At the, yes, opening, at the opening ceremony for the Winter Olympics. Thanks, Dad. That's the Guinness <laughs> World Record for the Very most. Good, Peter. <laughs> that's the Guinness World Record for the most unmanned drones flown simultaneously, beating the previous record of 500 in Germany uh, in 2016. Both records involved Intel's Shooting Star drones. The 1,218 drone light show in South Korea was pre recorded. Still, 300 of them made a live appearance at the opening ceremony. Now, what, what I'm trying to get at here with this, and I think, Ross, yes, this is really interesting, is, you know, and, and this relates to social media. This relates to Snapchat as well. Mm -hmm. The Olympics are indicative of how the zeitgeist of the culture is, again, shifting in this direction. The, the Olympics is a symbol. They are personifying right. that we understand that, you know, this is not just a fad, right? Amazon shipping using drones, uh, all these businesses and companies implementing live video and social media and going all in on this is not a fad. This is not a trend. This is not a, you know, this is not something that's going to come and go. This is the predominant form of communication in the 21st century. And the Olympics are 
telling us or showing us this major cultural event. And by the way, just a little side kind of stat, their TV ratings have been at their lowest since 2014. However, mm -hmm. their streaming numbers have gone significantly up. What does that tell you? This is Ross and Nez, the live stream experience. Everything we talk about on this show is all about advocating the power of live video to amplify your business. Now, are you... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yes. no, no. Well, what, what, especially, especially under the context and umbrella of social media, right? And so, and so, my point is this: the Olympics is a major cultural event. If they don't reflect reflect the culture, what does that say about them? What they're doing That's is they're right. reflecting the culture. They're reflecting where everything is headed. So many clients of mine, Ross, I know you get this too. Even peers, which blows me away, they right. still don't understand the magnitude and the power of what's happening right now currently in the culture. Right, right. I, I think, you know, you, you talk about the Olympics kind of mirroring and, and, and really like any big event is usually catching up to it, not breaking new ground, right? No, so, catching so up. They, they started figuring out, you know, years ago that, that people like video on demand, right? They like to right. watch what they want to watch when they want to watch it. So NBC started using all their different channels. So you could pick out which event, like if you like, uh, I know you're big on figure skating. You could watch that has, it happens all the trials, <laughs> all the different rounds throughout the day. If you like hockey, there'll be a channel where they're mostly showing, hockey you know ice hockey and things like that so it's like you can pick what you want to watch and then the night league package they put it all together in sort of like the highlights what they think most primetime viewers would be interested in wrap it up into stories and things like that well now people aren't just watching on tv sitting there they've cut the cord there there's a very mobile world that we live in Absolutely. so you know, people want to jump on and watch a live stream or even if it's not a live stream, they want something. I want to watch a, a three minute clip of this guy winning the gold medal or, or, you know, this person fell and, you know, she got up and still finished or whatever. Uh, in other words, it, it's like a series of moments now more yeah. than it is an integrated broadcast that you're watching for six hours sitting there. And people want to consume it on their own time. And basically, the idea that if you're on any kind of social media, that you can wait till at night and see the package that's put together as though it was live, right? You don't know who won, and they can create the drama and recast it for you. That's over, right? I mean, yeah. like, you're going to know who won. If you check into Facebook, you're going to see who won. If you check into Twitter, it's going to be in your feed. So now, what? how do people want to consume this? They want to consume it. They want to get those highlights, right? They want to consume yeah. what they're interested in. And when there's an event or an athlete they're particularly uh, a fan of or is important to them, then they want to be able to see a live stream on it wherever they are. If they're at work, they want to watch it on their computer. If they're, you know, walking around doing chores in town or something like that, they want to pop the live stream on their phone and things like that. And that's where Snapchat comes in. I, I think, you know, I haven't always been Snapchat's biggest fan, uh, <laughs> but um, there, while Snapchat doesn't do live streaming, they are allowing some live streaming from the Olympics. They're allowing brands this is huge. This to is do huge. some live streaming. So they're acknowledging 
that that's what people want. They want the live streaming. They want to be able to open up an app and say, I want to see some Olympics now. Give me some Olympics. What is happening? And I want it on my phone. I don't want to have to wait till I get home and sit down in front of a TV. I don't want to DVR it and watch seven hours. I want to watch what's happening now. I want to see that athlete when it's time that they're going to perform. And I think that's, that is huge. And it's recognizing that our attention spans are a lot shorter. We want what we want and we want live, you know, more than anything. We want to be part of the event. And we want to talk about it, right? We don't talk about it on TV. We talk about it on social platforms. Exactly. So why not provide the ability to watch either recent highlights or current current happenings right on the platforms that we're using? For and you the, know what? The if I had if I had a front row seat ticket to the World Series of Major League Baseball, and somebody said you can either you can either have that or a front row seat ticket to the curling championships. Mm. I'm telling you right now, I'm going curling. A lot of you might not know this, but I am a secret, very secretive curling aficionado. I mean, I don't think there's anything more exciting. Well, you, your watching. talent for sweeping the ice is, is legendary up in the, uh, I come from a long line of sweepers and you know, that stroke is the most difficult athletic movement one can muster. Yes, so I I don't know I don't I can't think of anything that's more athletic than sweeping ice so that a giant spherical puck can reach the other end. I don't know about you guys, but that is true athleticism. That, there's no athlete like a curling athlete, believe me. <laughs> no, no, I kid and I joke, but but I don't know I don't know anything about curling. But you know, um, I wrote an article back in 2016 that. You know, I when Instagram first, I believe it was June of 2016, when Instagram first adopted stories, I wrote a response. I thought I was so clever. And boy, I always think I'm clever, don't I? But I actually wrote this article <laughs> where I was like, this is Snapchat's chance right. to go live. I mean, it was more of wishful. Th and I've been on Snapchat since 2015. I love Snapchat. A lot of people have forgotten about that, That's about the time I think I got off Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, right. I was when it's, on it yeah. for, I think, a few weeks. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, I thought that this would be this was during the Rio Olympics, the Summer Olympics. And I actually thought that Snapchat would respond to Instagram's basically, uh, you know, uh, adopting or some people say theft and whatever. But but I thought the perfect response would be we're going to adopt live streaming because Facebook Live was really getting hot in, in the spring of 2016 uh, and really dominate the Rio Olympics. But that didn't happen, obviously, and it still hasn't happened. But I think maybe what we might be seeing, I mean, we saw YouTube Live started upping their game. They're going into reels, right? We've done mm -hmm. a show on that, by the way. You can go to rossandnez.com and find that show. Nice. Uh, also, also, you know, we're seeing Instagram adopt live video. Obviously, Twitter is going more all in on live video with Periscope, adopting it natively through the app. Facebook Live is still dominant. Could Snapchat, you know, they say the 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 mother of invention is necessity. Mm -hmm. Could Snapchat be, is this a glimmer? Is this a window, a sign, a glimpse that maybe Snapchat's going to say, okay, we're going to offer this to the Winter Olympics. We're going to offer, and, and the article really explicitly states that it's offered for specific publishing creators, right. I mean, big time publishers, right? 
But, but I would imagine, and I'd love your thoughts on this, guys. Please leave it in the comments below. And as a matter of fact, leave in the comments, are you on Snapchat still? Did you give up on Snapchat? Let us know in the comments below, YouTube. If you're watching this on the podcast, please, you know, send us a message, send us a DM, come to our website, talk to us. Let us know what your thoughts are on any of this content. But especially I want to know how many people in here in the live stream and if you're watching this in the replay, are on Snapchat, what your thoughts are. Is this a glimpse that Snapchat's going to say, okay, we're seeing that obviously all the other platforms are getting a huge boost from this. We're seeing the power of video, which video is the dominant form of content pretty much right now. Audio is big too, but video is still the king right now. Is Snapchat going to release this on a broader scale? I think it would be really cool if they did, um, I wonder what anybody else thinks. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see that. But this is a huge sign. Yeah, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Tim Longwell, who's joined us, and Corinder Singh, who's with us as well. Um, you know, what, what I'm interested in with Snapchat is, you know, I I got on Snapchat for just a short time, and I've popped back in a couple times, but it's really been, like, I, I think about a year since I last logged into snapchat and i did it a couple days ago because you're like you're so oh, unhip so i know un-hip. i know because you know <laughs> snapchat stopped being hip about a year ago except <laughs> no but so um now that it's not hip i said let me let me try it again yeah. uh no seriously though when i got on it it still is not like the most intuitive app i mean i use every other like major social media platform so it's not like I don't know how to like jump on a platform and figure it out pretty darn quickly and get using it and, and create content and all that kind of stuff. But I get on Snapchat and it, it still to me is like, I don't know, trying to learn a foreign language. And it, it's just, it's not the most intuitive app. It, that's, I think that that's been a that's common a good way to put complaint. It. It's not very, you almost have to be a kind of, uh, you gotta learn. It's it's, you gotta learn it. There's a learning curve, you know, to Snapchat. Um, and it does not come easy. And maybe that's something that it's something that a lot of people have complained about, but it's also something that's created this exclusivity. Mm-hmm. All of the all Facebook, let's just be honest here. Facebook has become a predominantly old platform. I mean, right. 35 to 65 is dominating Facebook, right? I mean, look at these two schlubs you have in front of you right now. <laughs> We're all over Facebook, right? But and Snapchat, you know, is still growing with that younger demo, the 18 to 30, 18 to 25. They still pretty much dominate. And Instagram is sort of Zuckerberg's version of Snapchat, if you will. Um, You know, Instagram is still huge and, and it's climbing as well. But a lot of people have forgotten about Snapchat. We talk about, you know, going, you know, we hear a lot of creators and influencers talk about attention, attention, attention. Mm-hmm. And a lot of attention is being paid to Instagram. And maybe this creates an opportunity. It's almost like the stock market, right? You short sell, you know, you can short sell uh, Snapchat, right? I mean, you can you can almost count on the attention dwindling right. on Snapchat. Maybe you can pick up and buy some hot real estate, right? Meaning mm-hmm. as a content creator. So uh, uh, I, I've always thought that Snapchat, even before Instagram adopted it, is a beautiful platform. It's a great way. I still have a pretty nice beauty. I really respect and love the audience that I have right. on Snapchat. I've been very grateful for that. I have not, I have to be honest, I'm not on it as much as I used to be. And I usually just repurpose content there. I'm not going to lie. 
I try to create original content on Snapchat, but I mean, there's just too much stuff going on. It's very difficult. And I've been focusing on my YouTube channel and Ross and Nez, the live stream experience is just my number one love right now. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this live streaming thing unfolds with Snapchat. Will this be, do you guys even think in the comments, it's even worth it for Snapchat to release this on a wider scale or you know, is Snapchat's demise already sealed? Is it already kind of a done deal or is there still hope? Or I don't really like to think in that defeatist attitude, but right. um, because the, I mean, the facts don't lie. I mean, the facts don't lie. The platform is still growing in the younger demo. Well, that's it. I mean, the, the latest earnings report came out for Snapchat and I think it surprised yes. a lot of people that, yes. you know, for the fourth quarter of, of 2017, they they had a good earnings report. They had a lot of growth. And all of a sudden, when that, that report came out, their stock price shot up. So yep. um, the market seems to think that, that there's still something positive about Snapchat. Now, will they be able to maintain and continue to grow or not? That, that remains to be seen. We don't have a Ross and Nez account on Snapchat. We have, you know, Facebook. We have, we, we have a ton of accounts. Like, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I mean, every podcast directory. We have a YouTube channel, you know, um, but we don't have a a dedicated channel on on Snapchat. And um, curious people listening uh, on the podcast, watching on YouTube, or if you're with us live and you want to let us know as well, would you go to Snapchat and watch content? Would Would you like to see Ross and Nez? provide content on Snapchat or is that not a place you want to, you really want to go to, to consume content. And I, I got to admit, I just, I don't know what it is. And maybe you can explain this because you know the platform better th- than I do, but Snapchat comes out with stories. I'm like, ah, stories are stupid. Instagram comes out with stories. I'm like, Oh, that is so cool. Now I can watch stories on Instagram, right? <laughs> Snapchat comes out with some filter. I'm like, ah, that's for the kids. I don't care about that. <laughs> you know, Instagram ads, uh, GIFs, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, how freaking cool is that's that? Really Every, cool. Really everything, cool. you know, a new filter on Snapchat. Oh, that's well, so stupid. Instagram exactly. does it. I'm like, I love it. This is Ross, great. I, I will tell you exactly why. I'll tell you exactly why you feel that way and why that's okay. actually reflective of most people in the space right now, especially creators, because of discoverability. Right. I mean, those geo filters on uh, Instagram stories are insanely valuable. My views go up hundreds, 200s, 300s sometimes just on the geolocation filters. You know what I mean? Right. Plus, right. now there's hashtag story. I mean, that's the thing with Snapchat is Snapchat has always prided itself on exclusivity. Snapchat started off basically as a way for kids to communicate and be free to communicate without worrying about right. their content sticking around or causing them damage or reputation harm later. But I mean, the, the, the thing that Instagram has done so well is shareability and discoverability. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? It's just not, it's, it's, it's changing. And actually I did a live stream about this very recently. Their new platform, their new integration, their new feature is more conducive to shareability and discoverability. They have a public feed now. Snapchat has a brand new public feed now 
where you can actually be discovered. You know, your right. show, your your content. I, 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 it's so funny. I was about to say your show, right. because isn't isn't that what stories are? Stories are almost like your own reality TV show. It's right. like your own reality right. TV show. Really, it's your own channel, just like YouTube. It's your own public broadcasting station. And if it's interesting enough, if it's powerful enough, if you know who your audience is enough, you can actually mm -hmm. grow. So, so Snapchat has introduced my story and our story plus a discoverability feed. This could really, I mean, it's, and it's, and to be quite honest, it's about damn time. It really and is. How, does everybody get into the discovery feed that wants to, or is Snapchat saying this uh, curating it some way, whether by, how popular it is or how yeah know, they're some type from, of quality control or something from what i understand and this is so brand new and i need to play with it a little bit more from what i understand they are curating it as popularity and what's getting you know the most views and responses however um there are a few in there i mean they're mixing publishers like when i say publishers i mean like advertisers Right. Where, as it used to be, all of your friends' stories were separated from the Discover section, which is all advertising. Now it's integrated into one news feed, and I think it is curated by what is getting the most engagement, what's the most popular. You can actually change your story now to public, okay, right. as opposed to just your friends, which is interesting to me. Um, kind of like what Facebook stories did, where you can change it to a public setting or just your friends seeing it, which is kind of cool. And I've, I see people watching my Facebook stories, which is basically just repurposed Instagram stories. And I see, I see people, I don't even know who they are. So it's, I mean, think but about how this. Do they find, how do they find that on, on, if you're repurposing from Instagram, how does, how does somebody who isn't following you on Facebook find that story? Like they just hear your, they just see something you know, like uh, on a friend's page or something, and they go, let me see who that Nez guy is, and they go over there and they watch the story? Or, like, I'm not sure how... No, no, no. I think your story is actually on, you know, the very top of the news feed as a public story on Facebook. Um, and I think it's just open to anybody who, can, who, who, who comes across it. Now, how the algorithm works, I don't know. That's a good question. I'd have because to... the hashtags and the tags that you put in on Instagram aren't live on Facebook. No, right? they only not. work it's on Instagram. Different. Yeah, you're right. It's completely um, different. So, so I have all my settings set public on on Facebook. I thought I had my my stories set public, but I've never seen my stories like in the newsfeed. Now I don't spend a ton of time in the newsfeed, you know, uh, because it. it, it there's so many there's so many notifications that yeah. it's it's hard enough to get back to every every notification and look at every notification i can't even keep up with that at this point yeah. so yeah. you know i'm i'm really going quick through the news feed but i don't recall seeing stories in the news feed no 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 my no, news feed no, you don't see stories in the actual news feed. You know, it's the top. You know, you see all oh, the people. Okay, okay, but what but, I'm saying but is, you only see people that you're you're following, right? Well, if you set it to public, okay. Mm -hmm. If you set it to public, from what I understand, and I could be wrong because I, right. you know, Facebook Stories has always been just a repurposing for me, right? Uh, integrated with Messenger Stories or Messenger Day. I don't even know if Messenger Day is even still around. I mean, it seems I, to be. It seems like it's the exact same thing. That it's goes the exact same Facebook. thing. So it's from what I understand, if you everything. set your story to public, that gets, you know, 
on top of other people's feeds that maybe you don't know or I don't I mean I mean what's the what's the uh, delineation I mean what's the purpose of stating it to public if it doesn't get out to more than just your friends right right but how come I'm I, I mean maybe my maybe the default settings and maybe I need to go through yeah. it yeah um but I'm just wondering why I never see anybody in above my news feed where I get the stories that I'm not already following yeah I don't I, yeah that's that's a good question I mean I uh I don't pay a lot of attention to Facebook stories, to be honest. Um, right. But I love my Instagram and I love my, you know. Uh, well, see, uh, I, I love the discovery on Instagram because it. Instagram, you don't have to be friends with somebody or no. have a connection with them to say, hey, I like the content this person's creating. Right. Um, but if I see a story from somebody who I don't know and I have no connection to and very few mutual friends with or whatever, even if I like the stories they're creating, I'm not likely to send them a friend request if I don't have some sort of can, way of being connected to them, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I could just click to follow the person, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I want my newsfeed to sort of be with people that filled with people that I'm already connected to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a personal preference. I mean, right. But but look at what's happening in the culture, right? You said it best, right. Ross. You said mobile first. Everybody now can actually create content, and I and I mean it. I think it is. It's like your own broadcasting station. It's like your own tele, just like a podcast, right? Right. If you're creating consistent content, think of this as for businesses and brands, but just even individual and personal brands. I tell my students all the time, man. If you're not married and you don't have kids and you don't have a mortgage. God, if I was 22, 23, I would be creating content every single day. By the time I graduate, I would definitely have a sponsorship. I would definitely have a million subscribers because I'd be doing it almost every day, if not more, and just creating consistent kick-ass, kick-butt, sorry. Right, content. right. <laughs> uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm getting so excited. It's been so long since I've seen Ross. I get so excited. <laughs> I feel like those teenagers when the Beatles showed up, you know, at Shea Stadium. I don't know what to, I don't know how to control myself. But uh, <laughs> you know, th what this is what this is what this is the underlying theme here is okay, everything's changing. Everything's changing. Right. TV, you know, uh and and also also, you know, not just TV, but radio, print, everything. I'm not saying it's dead, but if you don't understand that this is a major, major evolution right now in media, I think you're going to be left behind. I truly believe that. I truly believe you're going to be left behind because now people are watching stories. People are watching YouTube. People are watching video, live stream, listening to podcasts more now, I would say, than they are. And it's definitely going to get even more and more in the next couple of years then they are potentially watching cable TV. And the Olympics understands this. The winter, whoever's the social media manager or social, hey, Carlos, hey, contentmarketers.net, good to see you. Anybody who, anybody, you know, who's whoever's in control of their, their content over at the, at the Winter Olympics or whoever their, their CMO or what have you, uh, they understand this, you know, vehemently. We need to get going on our YouTube. They, right. they snapped up this deal with Snapchat, right? Mm -hmm. You like how I did that, Ross? Oh, and that is so clever. <laughs> that is so clever. Forever the cunning linguist. I uh, 
So, you know, this, this is, this is, this is just powerful stuff. I mean, if you are thinking to yourself, what am I going to bring to the table? What do I need to do? Or why is this even important? You got to get on the train, y'all. You got to get started. You got to understand. I truly believe we all are. Every single one of us is a media company. And as a media company, we provide you with several different ways to consume our content. You can find them all at rossandnez.com. Please do subscribe, rossandnez.com. And we'll have an upcoming episode uh, coming out probably this week in which we will talk about the different ways you can become a media company and build your digital footprint to help you land clients and job opportunities and advance your career and business. So do stay tuned for that. Again, rossandnez.com to subscribe. For Professor Nez, I'm Ross Brand. Take care, everybody.